Kia ora, you're listening to Book Lover Banter, a podcast all about the wonderful world of books and book selling. I'm Olivia Spooner, an author and the proud owner of independent bookstore, The Book Lover Bookshop, in the beautiful seaside suburb of Milford in Auckland, New Zealand. I regularly co-host with my fellow booksellers, Rachel and Laura, who are going to tell you what this podcast is all about. Hi, I'm Laura. And if you love hearing book recommendations and interviews with authors, publishers, and other book-loving types, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Rachel. We don't take ourselves too seriously. This is really just another excuse for us to talk about books. Time to banter. Welcome to Book Lover Banter episode, I don't know, something. (laughs) (laughs) Today uh, it is myself, Olivia, and we also have Rachel and Laura, and we are talking about our retirement shelves. So there are certain books that customers come in and wave in the air and say, oh, have you read this? It's brilliant. And we go, "Uh, not yet, but... Uh, we really want to. It's on our retire. Well, I've started saying it's on my retirement shelf. So it's the kind. When you're a bookseller, you have to read. You don't have to, but the t- expectation. The expectation is that you read everything, <laughs> but you like to read and keep up with the newest titles. So it's very hard to kind of find time to go back and read the ones that we missed, the ones that got away, like Laura. Yeah, I call them the ones that got away, Mm. the books that I've been intending to read, but just haven't got around to. Mm. And um, I usually buy them and then they sit on my bookshelf and wink at me. And I hope one day I'm going to pick them up. It might just be in 30 years (laughs) (laughs) when we retire. Yes. (laughs) The other thing with those titles is they're often books that sell themselves. So because they're ones everyone's been talking about and they're kind of modern classics a lot of the time. You don't feel like you have to read them so that because people are going to buy them anyway. And so should I kick off and I actually feel I've got sweaty palms <laughs> having to say this book out loud because I know there'll be an audible gasp from everyone listening. I have not read A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tales. <laughs> Sinner. And I know I will love it. I really want to read it, but I missed the boat. And it's a classic one. It sells itself. And I've read little excerpts from it. And I know it's so beautiful that I actually want to have the time to really, really savor it and enjoy it. And if I pick it up now, I'll be racing to get through it because I know I've got this pile of other books that I should be reading. I think you need to read it relatively quickly, though, because it's about to come out on TV. <laughs> I know, and that's the debate. You need to have read it before you watch it. Mm, maybe I'll have to pull it off my retirement shelf. Another one I've got is All the Light We Cannot See. I haven't read that either. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. 
uh, again, um, loved Cloud Cuckoo Land, his, his more recent book. And I've heard so many great things about All the Light We Cannot See. I just missed it somehow. I am the exact same. I have both those titles on my <laughs> list as well. I have not read A Gentleman in Moscow. And I have not read All the Light We Cannot See. But I loved Cloud Cuckoo Land. But again, it's one that everyone everyone buys. Everyone still continues to read, even though we aren't recommending it from a personal um, point of view. It's one of those books where you can go, oh, my God, have you read All the Light We Cannot See? Everyone loves this. And then they go, have you read it? And you have to awkwardly be like, no, but I will eventually. Um, I feel like there's three this year that are particularly, um, I guess, in the limelight because in the spotlight because of adaptations coming out. So The Gentleman in Moscow Boy Swallows Universe, which I have not read, um, and All the Light We Cannot See. Um, and I might add to that Lessons in Chemistry. Yes. Mm. I've actually read that one. <laughs> <laughs> so the books that I wish I'd read that I haven't read recently include Cutting for Stone and The Covenant of Water by Vergesi and those books are selling themselves. I mean, they just walk out, don't they? We mm -hmm. don't even have to hand them to people. They just come in and pick them up and they've heard of them from other people. So the word of mouth thing is so powerful. Yeah, I read Cutting for Stone and loved it and I was sure I was going to read Covenant of Water. And then the day we got it, we sold out. And then the next day, the time we got it, we sold out so quickly that I wasn't going to take a copy for myself. And then I kind of missed the boat on it. And I started reading it. It's a big book, right? There's a lot in there. And I was really enjoying it, but I knew it was going to take too long and I wanted to really savor it, so I put it down mm. and haven't gone back to it. And talking of big books, um, on my retirement shelf will be all of the Seven Sisters books <laughs> because, again, word of mouth and just watching them uh, whiz out of, of the shop makes me think that I ought to have read them, and I haven't. But I think that might be a joyful read, I think. Mm. I think that they're enormous books, but people seem to read them so fast. I think they are fast reads. I think it's really interesting that as a bookseller, you there's that expectation from customers that we we buy everything or we own everything and we and it's interesting that you say as soon as Covenant of Water came in and we sold out and people listening might think, but why, why didn't you just take one? Like we're the ones entering the stock into the system. So when it comes in and we get 20 copies, why don't we just buy one right then and there? And I think that's sometimes there are books that come in that you just can't resist. Like you have to have it as soon as it comes in. And then there are other books that you think I can wait for this. True. And I think even though Covenant of Water was one of those, it was like just before Christmas and it's kind of that like we know we're going to get it because as booksellers we can order that at any time. Mm. But we'd like our customers to have that opportunity. Like I might buy something and the next day someone comes in and wants to buy it and I'm like, oh, I bought one yesterday and now we're sold out. I'm really sorry. Like you almost want to bring your copy back into the shop mm. and be like, I'll just wait. 
But sometimes there are those books that you don't want to wait for, or they're your favorite author and you want a copy as soon as you can get your hands on it. Because as much as we get reading copies from reps, we don't always, we don't get everything. So there are, no, so there are books that we still buy ourselves and we're desperately waiting for them. And as soon as they come in, they go on the hold shelf for us. Um, But there are a lot of times where we have to be um, selfless. Yeah. Yeah. And let the customers have them. And then the customers go, have you read this? And we're like, no, you're buying the last copy. And then they feel really bad. And they're like, oh, no, no. And it's like, no, no, it's fine. That's what it's here for. We'll get to it. Yeah. And then sometimes we don't. Another one I haven't read, which is definitely on my retirement shelf, is The Overstory by Richard Powers. I heard a lot about it. I don't know how I missed the boat on that one, but I did. Uh, And I read his more recent one, Bewilderment, and loved it. So I'm looking forward to reading the overstory at some point. But again, that that sells itself. I meant to read Demon Copperhead. And did you read it? No, I started it. And it was like the Covenant of Water. I started reading it and I was like, I'm going to need time. I want to savor this. And there are other things that are kind of more other book releases that were more pressing at the time that I knew I could quickly read. So I put Demon Copperhead down and I didn't pick it back up. And now it's gone onto my retirement shelf. I have read every single other book that Barbara Kingsolver has published, but not Demon Copperhead. And I can't quite, I can't quite work out why, why have I not turned to it? I think it's very different to her other books that she's written. I think it was like you said about um, Covenant of Water. It was the timing thing. It was at a, came out at a busy time for us it's a big chunky book and we kept selling out of it again (laughs) yeah a book that I have on my shelf that I will turn to at some point um is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy which I have been wanting to read for years and I did buy myself a copy about four years ago and I still haven't read it but um I will definitely be reading that at some point I feel like maybe with some of those, when the adaptation has come out and maybe you've seen it and then you don't want to read the book right away because you've already, have you seen the movie of The Hitchhiker's Guide? The movie's fantastic, but I don't, I think it's fantastic because I haven't read the book. And so it was like Olivia was talking with a customer the other day about One Day, which has just come out on Netflix. And and they were saying how they hated the movie um, because they'd read the book. But I loved the movie, but I've never read the book. So it's really interesting that I think with Boy Swallows Universe, Laura, you watched it and then you said you didn't want to read it right. No, I'd actually read it first, which was good. Um, <laughs> and I thought the other way around. Yeah, the TV was so close to to what I'd been expecting so I was not disappointed yeah but you said at one point I think you said you were a bit bored watching the tv show because you just read the book and so it was like it was so same same which is nice um yeah that's absolutely right I remember saying to you I just you know I knew the story so well because I'd read it the week before so yeah it was like repetition Uh, another one on my list. I don't have too many crime novels on my list, but uh, I Am Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. 
that is one of the books, maybe for me, the number one book that customers come in and ask, have you read this? And I, I feel like I get more of that with crime novels, um, with, sorry, with crime novels in particular, it's always I am Pilgrim. If someone's in the crime section, it's always I am Pilgrim that they pick up and go, have you read this? To which I would love to say, yes, uh, but I have not. And then with the second one or the, the second book by the same author, uh, not a sequel, having just come out as well, that kind of resurgence of popularity in I am Pilgrim um, and that need to to want to read it, but knowing I'll get there one day. I don't feel like I need to read it right now. Another one for me. <laughs> and actually, I was talking about this list with my family last night and my daughter said, you have to put the Harry Potter books on the list. And I have read the first one. I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> Rachel, you, you can't be Rachel. <laughs> I had no idea that you have not read... Oh my, I don't know if I can work here anymore. <laughs> oh my God. That's At least time. you've read the first one. I mean, maybe I cut this from the podcast. <laughs> Have you seen the movies? Yes. What? No, oh, that feels wrong. So, okay, I'll put them on <laughs> my retirement shelf. No, not, oh, not yeah. your retirement shelf. Go home tonight and read Chamber of Secrets. You're missing so much. <laughs> that is quite... The confession. The confession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're stunned. They're just sitting there like podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> we don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> I feel like this is almost like that there are a list of books that you have to read as a bookseller. Like this is what we're talking about now. But These are books that we feel like we should have read as booksellers. But again, they sell themselves. But I feel like there are just those sacred few that we're talking about now, like we've missed them. Like, I feel like I Am Pilgrim is in that same kind of, I wouldn't compare it to maybe Harry Potter, but in that same similar vein of like shock horror, you work in a bookshop and you haven't read that. And yeah, Harry Potter is <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Do you think there's something obtuse about us in that we don't read necessarily the most popular books oh i think we read many many <laughs> popular books there's just some that slip through yeah mm. and sometimes maybe not all of us have read it but like with gentlemen in moscow we haven't read it but laura has and so we're also going off of your recommendation mm -hmm. and can say i haven't read it but laura has read it and she loved it it's one of her favorite books of all time and that's how we sell that's how we use and, but that's often another reason why we don't why we don't get to it because yes. one of us has read it, so we not share that it. Pressure. We share it out, don't we? We share the mm. reading. Mm. Yeah, there's been a couple times I know I've come back and I've been like, "This was really good," and then one of you is like, "Oh, should I read it?" I'm like, "I mean, yes, you should read it, but also there are so many other books that maybe now that I've read it, you don't need to. Like, not that you don't need to, but like, I can recommend it and I can tell you. I don't. I won't." spoil it for you but there are other books that maybe we push up the list mm. yeah it's like read it someday but you don't have to read it now yes mm. another one for me is because i love maggie o'farrell but i've never read her memoir i am i am i am it is so good 
it's it's my favorite of Maggie O'Farrell's. Really? Yeah, it comes above Hamnet for me. Wow, that's big call. Yes. Yeah. So that's definitely on my list. Yeah, it's it's an extraordinary memoir of near brushes with death. I also have, I loved Honey Bee by Craig Silvey, but I haven't read his earlier book, Jasper Jones, so that's on my retirement shelf for sure. And I want to read anything by Ursula Le Guin, who I keep being told about. Everyone says, oh, you must read The Dispossessed, or you must read Earthsea. the Earthsea trilogy. And I haven't, have you read Ursula no. Le Guin? <laughs> I just know it because of people asking about it. Um, and I think they're hard to find now. A few of them are out of print. Mm. So it's one of those ones where maybe we haven't gotten to it because we can't get copies in. My One of my like giant books, because I, I really struggle with big books because I look at them and I'm like, oh, I'm a slow reader sometimes. Um, and looking at like a 500 page plus book sometimes is very off-putting. And a lot of those big books do just end up on a shelf for later. But one of them is The Luminaries oh. by Eleanor Catton. I would love to read it. And I do think I would really enjoy it from what I've heard. Um, but it's massive. And I've heard it's very challenging to read. It's not an easy read. And there's lots of characters and you get them all confused. And so I've been recommended to watch the TV show first because it actually helps you at least identify kind of who's who and then you have an idea of the characters before you start reading it even though I have heard also the adaptation is not very good mm. um but that's one of the ones that's been on my shelf for for well since it won the okay. the booker uh another one on, on my shelf is by an author that a few listeners might not have heard of uh Mary Lawson who I discovered Shortly after I bought the shop, I read one of her books for the first time and it still sells because oh, I think she's amazing. Anyway, I've got uh, Road Ends by Mary Lawson, which is sitting there on my shelf and what, I just can't wait to one day pick it up. But I know that won't happen for years. <laughs> but it's interesting because if something new comes out by her, I'll read it straight You'll away. read it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the older ones just get, I think with our favorite authors I think it's really true that we call them the ones that got away because I'm thinking Tana French I loved The Searcher by her and The Hunter is coming out very soon and I would love to go back and read all of her other novels but I know I'm just going to keep reading the new Indeed. books that come out um, and not necessarily go back and read the older um, series or or books um, and I think also with favorite authors sometimes it's very hard or daunting to read a new book or an old book by that author once you find a book that resonates with you that you've fallen in love with it's very scary sometimes to then pick up another book by them thinking oh my god is this going to totally change my perspective on this author or or ruin how much I love the other book I'm thinking in particular I loved The Secret History by Donna Tart, but I've never read any of her other books that including The Goldfinch 
because I'm just worried like, oh my God, is it, what if it's not as good as the secret history or like, what if it's better? Um, which would be amazing. I think you're safe because I've read The Goldfinch. Have you read it? Liv? I have. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. You're safe. Yeah, you're safe. I'm not so sure about but the other one. Have you read The Secret History? Yes. yes. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I almost don't want to like it more than Secret History because I just love Secret History so much. I'm like, oh, have I spent all of these years pawning after Secret History when I should have been, you know, loving The Goldfinch? Um, They're so different. Yeah, it's. I think they are. They are so different that you can love them in different ways, mm. and they, you don't have to pick a favorite, favorite child. <laughs> okay. Then I also have the Little Friend by Donna Tartt as well. Yeah, I've read it, but I can't remember anything mm. about it, which I makes me think it sort of glaze over that one and just think of the other two. Mm. Yeah, I think most people do. Mm. Another author you mentioned. I'm just thinking of you. You've read the latest Anne Patchett, and I think for both of you, that was her first book that you'd read. And then I'm thinking about it's quite different to her earlier works and how you're going to feel if you decide to, I don't know if they're on your retirement shelf, but if you decide to go back and read any of her, like, for instance, Bel Canto, which is her. Obviously, I'm trying to listen at the moment to The Dutch House. Um, but again, I've started it a couple of times and haven't proceeded. I think you're right. I think I think I'm worried that I wouldn't like some of her books as much as I love Tom Lake. But I think she's one of those people who I will read whatever she now produces mm -hmm. in future. So it's funny you sort of go forwards with an author sometimes and maybe don't go backwards. I think for a lot of people, um, Gabrielle Zevin will be one of those authors that they started with Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. And now her next book that she comes out with, everyone will be racing to the shops to Absolutely. get it. Absolutely. But they might not necessarily go back and read her previous 10 novels or even know really that they exist. Because um, she herself said, you know, you can write so many books and then it could be your 10th book that absolutely kicks off. Um, I want to read all of her previous novels um tony shout out shout to out. tony uh has currently reading all of her backlist um and has said like you you, sh you should read them um they may not be as good as or or hit you as hard as tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow did but they are still fantastic in their own way they're different yeah. well i think authors grow and develop don't they so earlier works are going to look quite different to their current works and some of them also go off the boil don't they because um sure. you know we get customers in who said oh i liked the person's first three books but this fourth one mm. is not and i think you're allowed you know a misstep at some point because your fifth one might be great so i think that does happen with authors you've you've you felt that with pomare didn't you that you adore everything that he's written bar one book yeah, we had a customer come in the other day and she was looking for The Last Guests by <laughs> Pomare. And I was on the phone actually with the courier and Laura was helping the customer. <laughs> I was like trying to signal like, no, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Only because it's my least favorite of all of his books. And so I was like, if you're you know, she was like, oh, I just discovered him. And like, I now I want to read everything. And this is the one that I 
wanted to and I was like it's the actually the only one that we don't keep in stock mm-hmm. um which we probably should because there are people who maybe would enjoy it um but I would recommend any of his others before I recommended that and I I'm not a hundred percent I can never really put my finger on why that one didn't I don't know I didn't enjoy it as much but it's interesting I think if you'd read that one first you might have never become a yeah. massive Pamara fan God. so it's interesting which yeah. one you pick up could make or break your relationship with that author I thought it books. was interesting as well that I sometimes you read those books and you don't enjoy them and then you're worried like am I the only one like is it just me is it was it the subject matter or was it just something in the novel that didn't click with me but my mum actually because I put her on to Pomare and then she went to the library and she got the last guest and I came home and I saw it sitting on the table and I was like mom what are you doing like you need to ask me and then she was like oh but like I just got it from the library it's fine I'll give it a go and then I think she took it back to the library because she was like oh I just couldn't get into this one like I just it was interesting that she had the same perspective as I did on it but do you think it's mood? I mean, one of the things I'm going to enjoy about my retirement shelf is that when the mood takes me, I will rifle through the books that I haven't read and I will pick one for the perfect mood. And I also think that sometimes you don't enjoy a book because you weren't in the mood for it. And that's a tragedy for the author mm. because you just didn't, you weren't in the right mood for that book. So I think you have to have a lot of books stacked up by your bed to pick up the right one to read for that moment and luckily we have a lot of books (laughs) never short never short of a good book we just have to like you said we just have to rifle through and find out maybe we've read three crime novels in in a row and the fourth crime novel you're like oh my god like I'm over it Um, and it's not that you're over that book you're just over like you said you're just over that genre because I try to kind of switch between like I'll read a children's book in between to kind of like refresh and then if I read like two sci-fis I'm like okay now I'm sick of sci-fi I want to read a crime or I've read three crimes and I want to read a romance I try to read heavy light heavy light Mm. yeah because if I picked up the luminaries after reading I am pilgrim I might be like oh my brain is gonna explode Mm. like I just don't have (laughs) the kind of mental capacity to be able to read two books like that back to back that said, you know, you say you're a, quite a slow reader. I cannot believe how fast you read Cloud Cuckoo Land. Please tell everyone. <laughs> I, how... think I read Cloud Cuckoo Land in like six hours. <laughs> Just literally, I remember the, I remember the day because it was book club and I had the Tuesday off. We had book club that night. I hadn't started Cloud Cuckoo Land, but I was like, I know I'm going to love it. I'm just going to sit down. I don't even know how many pages it is. And I just could not stop reading. I oh, that's a chunky book. It is. It is. I literally like that typical like take a ruler and just like slide it down the page. And I was like absolutely absorbed in the story. It was fantastic. I would read I would read it again. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I've never read it. Mm. <gasps> have you read All the Light We Can Not Yes. I have. There we go. Which I loved. We've got it covered. <laughs> Actually, another podcast will have to be uh, books we'd read again. Read again. Yes. Harry Potter. 
Jaina. Actually, Harry Potter is on my retirement shelf to like read again. Because I know people who have read the series like seven times. And I would consider myself a massive Harry Potter fan. But compared to people who have read the series like seven times, I'm I'm not that person. I read it once. I loved it. I read the first one twice. But I've seen the movies about a hundred times. But I have never reread the entire series. And I know there's so much more in the books than there are in the movies. So I want to just sit down and reread them one day. But I'm like, there's too many good books to reread Harry Potter right now. I had um, the Russian classics just as a general. <laughs> general. Just as a general, I would love to <laughs> just a sit down show. and read some um russian classics but i'm definitely not going to get to them because we have cause you know they come in and they ask for i don't even know um <laughs> showing my ignorance here war and peace that's a russian classic is it not it certainly is. it is okay cool I, I did I did Russian at university, so I think oh, I've read them all. So I'm the go-to to, to discuss Russian literature. There we go. I'll ask Laura which ones to read, and I'll read them. I think you should eventually. start with Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment. Mm. It's a good, good introduction, introduction to Russian literature. Introduction to Russian. A <laughs> little bit depressing, but hey. Actually, I'm with you, Rach. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some Russian authors on my shelf. Well. You haven't but... read Anna Karenina? No. Okay. Not War and Peace. No. no. No, and War and Peace is one of the ones that customers will come in and say, "Have you read War and Peace? Have you never read Crime and Punishment?" I'm like, "No, I've read like other classics. I've read like the Charles Dickens and the Jane Austens." On, on classics, I haven't read Middlemarch yet, so Neither. that's on my my shelf. Mm. I have a good story about Middlemarch. My father, I, I went to my father and said, what, what should I read next? I was about 17. And he said, oh, you have to read the best book in the English language. And I said, oh, what's that? And he said, it's Middlemarch by George Eliot. So I dutifully went away and read it. And I came back to discuss it with him, only to discover that he hadn't read it. <laughs> so that was a short discussion. So I made him read it. It's a really good book. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I think that's the funny thing about being a bookseller is that you recommend these books and then customers do come back and go, oh, I want to talk about it. And you're like, I haven't I haven't read that. I, I don't want to talk about it because um, spoilers. <laughs> Rach, have you got any more you want to check? No, I had the book thief. Oh. <laughs> I have the most beautiful copy of The Book Thief and it's one of the, it sits on my shelf and it taunts me. It will probably, I'll probably read it before retirement, but it, it's one of those ones that I feel like it escaped. It got away and I would love to read it, even despite Liv's face when I said that. <laughs> I'm one of the few people on earth who didn't enjoy it, I think. Right. Well, I think that's a few. So these are on our retirement shelf, but hopefully if you've been listening and you haven't read any of these books <laughs> and you have the opportunity to, uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. And come in and tell us what's on your yes. retirement shelf. We'd like to know what you are saving up to read. We might need to have bigger shelves. Yeah. We try to keep all of these. And I actually think we have most, if not 
all of what we've mentioned today mm. on the shelf as mm. like core bookstop bookshop stock those titles that if you own a bookstore you mm. should probably have a copy of these in my opinion all right and it's a wrap <laughs> thank you it is nine o'clock and we are now going to open the store yeah, um, there's someone banging on the door we're yeah, going to go now <laughs> sell some books <laughs> Book lover banter out.